Do you want to be a successful author? Well, then there's one thing you really need. It's called an author platform. Ever heard that word before? If not, don't worry. We'll talk about this in that video. Hi, we are Andrea and Freya. And we are here to become international best-selling authors. And we take you along for the ride. So, I and I have just had the most amazing interview with James Blatch. And he is... One of the masterminds behind, you might have heard of it, the self-publishing formula. Something that gets you started as an indie author in the book business. Because James Blatch and Mark Dawson, they have this huge podcast where they interview people from the book world, really successful ones. And they put that wisdom into courses, which are amazing and which are a big part of, or a big reason why Freya and I are so successful as authors. Um, just a small hint, right now you can enroll into one of these courses, which is the self-publishing launchpad. It's only open for three weeks and one is already over. So um, it's an amazing course. So. Link we cannot recommend it highly enough. No, we Just cannot. We can. It's really. It's, it's. It's a heartfelt recommendation. And it's something that has the potential to actually change your life because you can basically take your passion writing, writing books, and turn it into a very successful business that allows you to make a living off of it. So if you ever dreamt of living the life of an author, it might just come true. So. Go ahead and sign up. It's worth it. And James Blatch is one of the mastermind behind his uh, courses, as we said. And and I met him at the London Book Fair and asked him later if we wanted to do this video with us. And I was so thrilled that he that he would because he is the mastermind behind uh, all that stuff and he knows about author platforms so well. And so Freya and I we've been really excited for this for this interview. And nervous, by the way, like you super know, nervous. I was so nervous. But my knees um, are not shaking anymore. I have calmed down no, officially. <laughs> no, we're drying and stuff, and so on. <laughs> and yeah, so without further ado, have fun with this interview. Well, maybe we should say something about James Blatch at large. Oh, I'm so. So James Blatch is uh, is an author, of course. He writes military fiction about military military aviation fiction. Aviation. So about it's aviation. about planes. Like if it's you are into flying, <laughs> if you're into flying and adventure, those are your books. And um, yeah, and uh... <laughs> without further ado, enjoy the interview. If you have any questions, post below. Uh, or send us an email and you'll find all the information about James Blatch and the self-publishing show and self-publishing formula and all that stuff in the show notes. So get inspired because we certainly are and we hope yes, we are. you will take as much motivation from this as we did. So hello James, it's so good to have you here. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much indeed for having me along. And we are the excited ones, I guess. <laughs> well, let's just uh, say so we're, we're, we're all excited. We're all excited, which is always the best thing to, to do these things. 
So, um, in, when, in one of your latest episodes on the self-publishing uh, uh, show with Mark Dawson, you said there's no point in pumping money into ads in other aspects if you don't get the fundamentals right. So, if an author who's just starting out is ready to spend a thousand dollars for marketing um, when he or she first publishes her first book, how would you recommend investing that money? So, what are these fundamentals? Yeah, such a good question because it is it is right. I mean, it's the same in every industry, right? If you don't get the fundamentals right, advertising isn't going to sell your product if it's not meeting its right market. So as authors, I think the first thing we need to do is it's free of charge, this, this thing. You just have to have a mindset shift. You need to realize that you're creative and artistic and you're writing a book. But then after that, you're selling it. And it may as well be a little black widget that goes for the <clears> automobile <throat> industry or... I know, um, apart from an aeroplane or a child's toy, or in this case, it's a product, it's a book, and you need to package it. You need to work out who your audience is and do all those things you do in marketing. So that mindset shift is really important. And uh, it sometimes helps, I think, to almost think that you're not the author, that you're a publisher and you're marketing other people's books, even though they are your books, because that's really what's happening. You're the publishing <coughs> industry and an author. It's just there's only one author and you happen to be the publisher. So what do you do? First, you get your package right. I think we call it the book package. So I guess this is the cover of the book. It's the blurb, which is the description, uh, the tagline. And you can only do that and get that on point when you have 100% worked out what genre you're writing in. So I think this is this is the second step after the mindset shift and again this is a free one you don't have to pay for this you just need to know that you're writing in a specific genre so my heart sinks a little bit when an author says to me oh I'm having trouble selling my book and I say what what genre do you write in and they say well it's difficult to define the genre I write in it's all you know it's mm -hmm. lots of different things and you know I think well that's great and it might be an amazing book but you are making life hard for yourself when it comes to selling so if you're writing contemporary romance uh, or military thriller, like I write, you need to look at the books online and you need to see what tropes they you need to read them. You need to see what tropes they contain, what identifies them as contemporary romance, um, what identifies them as military thriller. Are you meeting those with your book? And if you are, if you're ticking those boxes and you think this, this book sits into that category <clears throat> then you can move on to the next stage which is the cover and again you need to be looking at the books that are selling well in that genre what do their covers look like and here's another important lesson you don't necessarily with covers you don't necessarily want to stand out which is a bit counterintuitive I think people think I want, I want my, my cover to attract people I want it to be the different one actually what you really want is your cover to say to a reader this is what this book's about this is a contemporary romance book. At a glance, you know, straight away, this is the type of book, me as a reader, I like to read those books. So from that point of view, you actually need to fit in and not stand out. So you need to follow the same tropes that other people are in the genres, which is why in my uh, sphere, you see lots and lots of covers of a figure walking away from camera, you know, sort of silhouetted in a, in a nighttime cityscape. Yeah. Be because that says to people, this is a Jack Reacher style book and they sell yeah. lots of copies. So fit in with that. Uh, and then everything else you do is just basically got to reinforce that genre and give a hint of conflict in the book to give people a reason to read. So your description 
the first line of the description should say to somebody who's looked at your book and thinks, oh, this is contemporary romance, I love this. The top line should basically say, in not so many words, this is a contemporary romance book. You know, it can say it, can say it in, in different language. It's a small town in America, boy meets girl type thing. But you reinforce that they're in the right place if this is the sort of thing they like. There's no point in attracting the reader, you know, all readers, because you're going to get negative reviews and the people disappointed. So just really laser focus on the people who read that sort of book. So, so I think um, that's, that's <coughs> your book package side of things. What I haven't mentioned, I suppose, to answer your question more directly, if you've only got £1,000 or €1,000, uh, is you do need to have your book edited properly. And we always say that's, you know, that's a bit out of my sphere, because you know, I write and I have my books edited, but we don't teach that stuff, we teach marketing. Um, but yeah, you, your book has to be absolutely and editing. I think we'd all agree as writers, don't we? That editing is is crucial. There's very few people I think can edit their own absolutely. Books. <laughs> but I I have a follow up question actually to what you said because I think um, I, um, I I I went to the London Book Fair um, only for a day though um, for some reason. But um, one of the things one of the authors on the panel for self publishing um, she actually spoke about how her how she got her books to be commercially successful even though she wrote in a very small niche you know she didn't you know have a very common genre like i don't know tudor romance historical uh, romance fiction but something very specific in a specific time area where the readership is smaller but self-publishing allowed her to publish the book and actually find the audience for that one and i think this is something that is very attractive about in independently publishing that you actually can you know find these very small niches and so when marketing a book that might you know have a very clear genre but is also part of a very small niche how do you go about that because then you don't have like this huge pool of books to get inspired from when it comes to covers or stuff so how do you do that when you when you realize your book is is having maybe a smaller audience but you really want to find these people Yeah, I, mean, I think having being in a very small niche is absolutely fine. I think the problem is when you're across genres and you don't, you're not clearly in any anything. So, uh, but being in a small okay. niche is great. And yeah, there's a as an author in the states. I remember we met a few years ago uh, called Octavia Randolph, and she writes Scandinavian saga, and she she was absolutely <laughs> hey, wow. she was absolutely killing it. I mean, her books were like three hundred thousand words long, and she'd found her audience, and she'd found them through Facebook ads. So Facebook ads allowed her to target really niche down. And uh, there's an old expression in business: "Show me the niches, I'll show you the riches," which is an American expression that is, <laughs> is you you can't be all things to all people, but if you find a little thing that people want, they want the little yeah. um, flugel binder, whatever that, that goes onto your shoe, and you produce that, you you know you're going to do well because it's uh, it's supplying a need. So it's having a small niche, I don't think is a problem. In terms of yeah, making okay. sure you fit into that niche, I just think it's the same. You might you might have a smaller pool of books to choose from but they will be there right um lit rpg lit rpg is a genre invented by self-publishers you know just didn't really exist in any kind of commercial form before self-publishing there are sub-genres in romance such as uh, i mean this whole reverse harem i think they've changed the name of it now recently for something else but that's not something you that really existed before self-publishing um they feed off each other i think these authors and um and they it's They've empowered each other, I think, with the way that they've got together. So they've created the tropes of that. But uh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think being in a small niche is, is, is great. 
So I'd like to get back to my initial question because um, having the book edited and having a, a, a proper cover and, and, and these things, let's say the author has these things and now he or she has this thousand bucks and he or she wants to invest. Would you uh, recommend investing into advertising or building the the author platform with other other materials, other fundamentals, as you said, these fundamentals? So I think at the beginning of your career, um, you're doing two things, your audience building and your writing. So write, you know, writing is very important. We should say you've got your first book, but you need to immediately start writing a second book, which was always a bit of a challenge. I mean, my first mm -hmm. book took me 10 years. My second book took me nine months. So I think the second book and third books <laughs> are easier than the first books. Uh, which is the good news. But writing your next book is, there's Craig Martell quote, uh, is write, the best way to sell your current book is to write your next book and um, release that. So that's a first focus. <laughs> at the yeah. beginning of your career, you should be writing more at the beginning of your career than you ever are later on. You can ease off later, but you need to get establish yourself. And then build a market. So, yeah, so I've got two things to say. I mean, first of all, building a mailing list is a really important thing for indie authors. So having your own mailing list, a group of people, and mine's only a thousand or something now, 1,200 maybe, but I've actually started focusing on building it more now because every time I launch a book, they are the people who are going to help me launch it. They're the people who are going to buy it all on yes. day one. They're going to trigger the algorithm in Amazon and tell Amazon it's popped up as a, a, a good selling book and then Amazon start picking it up and putting it into emails. So... For that reason alone, it's very important. It's also very important for you as an author, I think, to have a good relationship with your readers so you find out that you're servicing what they want and that some of them will become your big advocates, some of them will become part of your team and that they'll read your books in advance. So building a mailing list is an important thing to do, which you do do partly through advertising. So I've just started what is a classic way of, of building a mailing list. My third book is a novella. 34,000 words and I wrote it specifically to give away and I now yes. I put it onto book funnel so it's it's free there I still sell it on Amazon but it's on book funnel as a free book and I run Facebook ads to my likely audience saying would you like a free book and they have to sign up to my mailing list to get it and so I'm getting somewhere between 25 and 50 email addresses a day now coming into my mailing list so that's the fastest my mailing list has ever grown wow um, for, and that's yeah. that's amazing for what budget what's your budget on that uh i think i i think it's only like 10 pounds a day actually in facebook i can literally look it up whilst we wow. speak wow um yeah so that uh, is amazing yes <clears throat> let me confirm that yeah i've got 41 leads on my second day doing it. i thought this is going to be good this is going to work um yes. i have so many facebook ads accounts of course because i also run other people's <laughs> yesterday okay so uh yeah 10 pounds a day and i had i had 45 leads yesterday 10 pounds so that's 22 20 22 pence per email address that came in so so let me get this straight so yeah. so you wrote a novella so yep. not not a whole length length not novel but a novella spe specifically as a lead magnet you know to advertise to people you want to have this free book sign up for my mailing list and this is the result this is actually this is amazing actually so you've got basically because you know 
That's having people on your mailing list is, is a good business part. Yeah, you do that too. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I like to do I, that. And you, haven't you done that as well? Because you have that uh, Freie wrote uh, a, a, a sequel, prequel, prequel to the second part of the series, right? Yeah, but it was a short story. It wasn't a novella. And I think this is okay. this is a major difference, actually, because, you know, okay. people g actually get an entire book and this feels yes. like something really, um, something very valuable to give away. And so that they are more likely, I guess, to give away their email address and to join your mailing list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly seems to be working well. I mean, I, this is this is classic Mark Dawson. You know, I work with Mark and at self-publishing formula. This is Mark Dawson technique. Um, mm -hmm. He taught me how to yes. do this, but um, that's where I have it from. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's been working well, but I've only been doing this uh, probably two weeks, something like that. So what I'd be interested in is to see how my retention is in the main list. What these yeah. these leads are like. So my leads so far have been people basically signed up having read my book. They signed up at the back of the book where there's an offer. Which I'll, I'll mention actually, it's quite an interesting thing as well. Um, And they're good. They're loyal people. I have very high open rates. I don't get many unsubscribes. But this is a cold audience, you know, fished off of Facebook, yeah. although I've tried to target the ads yes. as best as possible. So it'd be interesting to see what quality there is, uh, which I'll be able to tell in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, so I just mentioned that. So when you do write your first book and you get it out there, I think... Um, Another way of building a mailing list is to try and get people who, who've invested in your book and have liked it. They're the best people to have on your mailing list. So at the back yeah. of your book, I always yeah. try and think of something imaginative uh, to say to people the moment they finish the book. And in my case, I had uh, my first book has a couple of uh, air accidents in it, like military aviation crashes in it. And so I spent an afternoon creating 1960s authentic crash reports from the British government Uh, made it look like I aged, wow. the, I aged the paper with lemon juice and put it in the sun for a bit and and then photographed them and turned them into PDFs and I so cool. they get to the end of the book and it says if you'd like to read the official British government crash reports for the two military accidents in this book just sign up and I'll send them to you and I get a pretty good sign up rate from that um, mm -hmm. and then some confu confused awesome. emails and people who think it's real but um, <clears throat> yeah <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then Mark Dawson does, he, his character is called John Milton, who's a bit like Jack Reacher. And at the back of one of his, his first book, I think you can, you can download a psychological profile of, of him. So it's, a, you know, it's an extra <laughs> thing to go with your book, but it's not, it's, it, you don't need it for the story. You're not going to annoy, annoy people who say, well, do I have to join your mailing list mm -hmm. to find out yeah, that's, the that's answer? You can't, you can't put it at the end of a mystery yeah. if you want to find out who done it. Join my, um, my mailing list. That would be really Yeah, naughty. exactly. But, uh, but something uh, uh, extra, Lucy Score does um, epilogues, uh, bonus epilogues. So usually there's a happy yes. ever, or there's always a happy ever after at the end of a Lucy Score romance book. And the epilogue is going to be like a year later with their first child. So she gets a very yeah. high conversion yeah. rate of those as well. So all good ideas. And that's basically free. You don't have to advertise that. That's people who've already read your book um, and are going to sign up, hopefully. I do have short stories, so every of my each of my books has uh, seven short stories, uh, and these are scenes written from the other perspective, so from uh, uh, from the protagonist's perspective, but from the love interest's perspective, um, and that that works really well as well. So and you give and those I have, away. Um, really, uh, I give these uh, these away. So they are in the end of the book when you sign up for my newsletter, you receive these uh, these short stories, and. Uh, 
a lot of my uh, readers are really loyal and, and when, whenever they read a new book uh, of mine then they are well the short stories please send them to me <laughs> so they they're already waiting for them and and for for retention and I, I, I have um, I spread them over seven weeks so that they don't get these all at once so for that they don't just uh, unsubscribe when they have them and yeah and for the the, the novella I have there I think um, and it's a prequel to, to my debut novel so people and um, uh, some of them who, who, who read the novella they then just buy the the, the whole book afterwards so that's Excellent. actually yeah. working quite good yeah so you're almost getting I think paid this kind some... of goes into oh, yeah. mm. I think so, something that I also took away actually um, you know when when we when Andrea and I both went to London was and and this kind of plays into that is um, when thinking about you know becoming an author becoming a writer it's less about you know making a career out of it where things happen to you but treating it as a business and your book as a product like something that you said initially and you know you have the main product and but then you have the side products that are basically advertisements for the the main product and for you as a brand as an author and I think this different mindset to adapt very early on when you start up Yes. writing that you are not just an author a writer but also someone who has their own business is something um that's something new i guess something that hasn't been done like many decades before and so um it's 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 but it's something different i guess and it's something that may be the way to go forward if you really want to make it as an author yeah i think that's a really good point and it's it's about you as a brand isn't it you are an author you are the brand of your products and I think a lot of authors including me actually are slightly uncomfortable with that idea but we shouldn't underestimate the yeah. fact that readers who read a couple of our books actually become quite fond of you and they're quite invested in you I certainly get really nice emails from readers and so you should build that up um and if you think about BMW great German uh, car manufacturer they don't just sell cars they sell <laughs> a myriad of other things with the BMW badge on it right you know you can get key rings yeah. and uh, probably cups and saws yeah. who knows everything they do and that's because you know and one of my friends who lives in the village here is slightly obsessed with bmws he only ever buys them and uh and, and he's, he, he's invested in the brand and the same thing works with us it's, it's the same dynamic right in fact even more so i think it's even more yeah. loyalty because you can actually get to know people you know we all see those massive queues for signings of of popular authors and that will work just on a smaller mm -hmm. scale for us at the moment. Eventually, we'll get those massive queues. Um, but yeah, we should we should push ourselves <laughs> as brands and put our put ourselves centre at that marketing and and not underestimate the fact that people are, are interested in us. Um, yeah, that's the way to inspire loyalty. I completely agree with that. I think it's quite a hard thing to do uh, sometimes for us, but it's the right thing to do. Uh, yes. Yes. I was how did you asking? Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just asking Freya because um, I, I just realized um, my author platform is all about me. It is my brand. I am the brand because I have that YouTube channel and, and, and I'm an author, but I also uh, yeah, teach what I've learned. And that that's me. That's my brand. And, and most of the content um, I have on my author's platforms is about me and then my books come. And when I look at your author platform, it's, it's about the the topics of your books so and, yeah. and then i asked Freya, so what's your author platform about and she couldn't answer 
And and this is actually something that has been bugging me ever since yesterday afternoon um, that I realized because I feel like I, I'm, I'm lacking something, you know, I'm, I'm kind of having trouble sometimes to find content to put out or something, not not in terms of books. I know the books that I want to write, but about all the other things. And then, that, then I realized that this might be the question that I need to ask myself, what is my author platform going to be about? So what is my brand going to be? Because I realized... I think I might be different from Andrea, for instance, that I don't want it to be all about me, but maybe more about certain topics. And I think this is something maybe early on that you can make yourself aware of. What is your platform going to be about as an author? What is your, what's your, basically, what is, what is your writing all about? And um, I realize I haven't answered that question and I probably need to. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your genre you write in, Freya? Uh Fantasy, urban fantasy. fantasy, urban fantasy. Okay, but 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 mythology is is that yeah mythology? yeah it's yes. it's 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 very with so it's it's urban fantasy with this very it's heavy uh, leaning into mythology like Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology. Yeah, so I think there are two two ways you can go down. You sort of pointed out, Andrea. I mean, I my books, my my first three books, and I did think I was always going to write this were very heavy on military aviation. You can see the photograph, you know, the, the picture behind me. Um, so that was my passion. <laughs> that's my interest. And, and so that's what I made my sort of persona about. So if you look at my TikTok account, it's all about military flying and a little bit about my books. But I have a big audience on there, 20,000 odd followers who are interested in military aviation, some of whom buy my books. The other way of doing it is to be there as an author which I guess is what you do Andrea so you you say I'm mm -hmm. and you talk talk about your books you talk about the writing which would have been more sensible because I'm now pivoting slightly away from aviation to spy espionage same characters same universe but less about military flying and more about spying um, and so I'm mm -hmm. starting to rethink whether I do need to sort of rebrand myself. The important thing is it, it, it all matches, right? It all, it all cycles down. The person who's interested in military aviation is interested in you, is therefore interested in your books. If your books are no longer about that, that's broken that link and it's not going to work. So, but if they're interested in you as an author, you know, Lucy Score, I think, does a fantastic job. I've mentioned a couple of times, a friend of mine, but a huge selling author in America. Um, and she she's very, very good at inspiring people about good news that's her thing so she does stuff about herself and her family she has a big facebook group and she posts lots of good news and it's a happy place so she's created this rather unique in environment that has a look and feel that just dovetails perfectly with her happy ever after romance um you know her her mailing list has the good news stories from around the world posted in it every week and and um, that's a really clever reinforcement of brand that matches perfectly the books that she writes. I am actually kind of thinking at the moment, and I think <laughs> I'm kind of circling around <laughs> what my my platform is all about because I also write thrillers, actually. Okay. And um, I and I realized I think something that my books all have in common, even my fantasy books and my thrillers, are adventure. It's 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 all about you know finding adventure basically in your everyday life. You know you are you know living up your life, and then something strange happens and you un mystery unfold and I think this is what I think this might be maybe a train of thought that I should follow through <laughs> maybe I don't know um, but this is something that I could imagine my brand to be about you know finding adventure in your everyday life I guess if you went to a big agency and paid them half a million 
uh, euros they would ask you to come up with some keywords that describe that describe your persona your your sort of ecosystem if you want to use that word that's probably a good starting point what what words what buzzwords mm-hmm. keywords and then start to think about things everything you do has one of those yes. words associated <clears throat> with it and that's probably how they would do it isn't it we could do that now <laughs> okay so i just saved half a million bucks there you go I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. so um what does the author platform consists of is it you know you 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 talked about the mailing list and then i have social media on my mind and the website and and stuff so what do you think is essential besides the mailing list you can't do everything so i think that's the first thing choose things choose things unfortunately that's true yeah yeah choose things that you like doing (laughs) that you want to do and focus on them and then add things over a period of time so um you know, I know I know a lot of authors, particularly in spicy romance, they stopped doing Instagram when TikTok came along and TikTok really has been selling books uh, quite well, much better than Instagram. They actually stopped doing Instagram, which is quite a big thing because Instagram's a very big platform and it's very big on romance authors. But they made a decision on their time um, that wasn't being well spent. They weren't getting the return on that. So that's a really good thing, I think, to do. So think about what you enjoy doing. I mean, I've got one author who's emailing me a lot at the moment, trying to convince me about Twitter. You know, we were on Twitter. We did a lot on Twitter, but it never really moved the needle on anything for us. And uh, so we don't really put very much effort into it now. But he's trying to convince me that there is there is some something going on there. That's fine. Fine for him because he likes it. But if if you're not finding any sales coming from Twitter, don't waste your time uh, on that. So choose the platforms you want to be on TikTok I think is hot at the moment um, if you want to do that one it is probably the most time consuming one though because you have to create little videos yeah. um, and I've yeah, watched build... them sorry you've watched them and watch them whenever oh. you're on TikTok you have to watch videos you can't just put something up there no. you have to watch it and then it's like oh just see two uh, watch two TikToks and then it's an hour later so yes an hour of your life disappears <laughs> yeah um, yes. That is, it is, it is a time suck. Writing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you should be writing. Yeah. It's a time suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't do everything. Social media is, is absolutely a part of it. Your mailing list is an important part of it. Um, writing the next thing is a part of it. Your advertising is a part of it. So I think probably those three things, and then just work out within that what you can do with your time without becoming burnt out from it. I'm always a little uh, reluctant, is that right, right a word, to, to using social media because um, I've experienced Facebook, uh, like uh, I started doing Facebook like 10 years ago and back then it was great to have a Facebook page and you could reach people over it. That's not possible anymore. And so I always think that the algorithms of the platforms, they change so quickly. And, and, and when, you, when you build up something really huge there and put a lot of effort and time and money into it, and then it just crashes down, you just lose your audience. So for me, I, I, I try to focus, fo- focus on, on, on platforms like the, my mailing list, my website and YouTube, because I think uh, that's more evergreen, more... Yeah, for, for in the long run, it, it's, it's very well established too. It's established you know? and it's searchable because for 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 Instagram and and TikTok, where you can search for for hashtags, but everything goes down in your feed, 
And on YouTube, when you have a video up there, um, people and I have videos uh, up there for three years now, and people are watching these videos still that I've put yeah. up there back then. I mean, they, the platforms work in different ways. Um, I think with Facebook, there are two things on Facebook that work for you. For, you have to have a page, right? Because if you're going to run ads, you need a page, and it's linked to that. But the page doesn't really do anything, uh, in my opinion. So you have a, an author group or group mm. set around your your books and that is yours um, and that's a good place and that should that should be beneficial for you as long as you put the work into that uh, you're there a lot you have some moderators and grow grow that I mean I'm still a bit early on in my career to have a big group uh, but I will start one at some point the other thing is the advertising platform on Facebook so paid ads obviously apart from that I would forget it I mean it I completely agree well. with you yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Facebook, a few years ago, you'd get great traction from post. Um, it would travel the world very quickly. Whereas now, it just goes to a few friends. And if you want it to go further, you've got to go to the ads platform and pay uh, for that. So so for, if you're yes. using Facebook correctly, use the groups and use the ads. Forget everything else. I think that you'll get most benefit from it. Whereas YouTube, YouTube pays people per view, right? So it's, um, it's a slightly different setup. So they want to drive traffic to sites that are attracting viewers, which is why I think YouTube does work well. Yes. Do you, do you make, do you monetize YouTube, Andrea? Not yet, no. Okay. No, not yet. And I'm, I'm not sure that I want to because, uh, well, I, I do have affiliate li links uh, below my videos, but, um, it's, this platform is, is for building my audience because I'm a non-fiction writer as well. I write uh, non-fiction for authors and I want to, I want to, you know, build that audience for my, for these books and for courses even, eventually and stuff like that. So, so your, your YouTube and stuff is mainly for non-fiction for authors. Yes. Yeah. It's for what we, what we're doing here. That's, yeah. that's my content basically. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I learned a lot from her videos. They are <laughs> there's really really amazing content up there, especially for authors who are doing possibly everything wrong. <laughs> so you learn how to do it right by watching her videos. <laughs> yeah, it is surprising, isn't it? We we spend so much time talking to each other, and we we sort of know the the fundamentals and the layouts, and some some of us hopefully a bit more advanced but it's amazing how many authors have no idea at all we have people join i don't mean this in a rude way i just mean that at the beginning of their career they've just started writing and there are thousands of them out there and they ask the most basic questions and so we have to remind ourselves constantly that yes there's a service yes. to provide here That's for those true. of us who know something to say this is this is the way make it sound like a cult but uh, yes. yeah this is the way but yeah. the, the actually the, the something we talked about yesterday in preparation for this interview is it's not you know when when we are sharing what we have learned or or things are shared with us we are this is a constant learning experience so even if you have a new coming author coming up to you and they are asking you questions and you learn just by thinking about those questions by wondering how did you do that so you are actually learning it is something that is very beneficial you know um, this whole author community that I have discovered recently is is all about you know supporting each other and helping and this there is so much growth that can take place just by collaborating with other authors which I think is an amazing thing because there's so much to learn and I don't think anyone can expect you know starting out to know everything yeah if you that's an old expression if you want to um if you want to master something, teach it. 
and it's a it's a really yeah. good point. I've I've discovered that when I do my presentations, you start you suddenly really start to get on top of a subject because you're obviously having to uh, <laughs> present it to other people. So, is that the reason why you started uh, the the course, the self-publishing course, the, the launchpad course, which is open right now, by the way, for enrollment. Links yes. below this video. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. When that started, it was an odd thing, really. I worked. Uh, I I worked at the BBFC in the UK, which is the Film Examining Board. Um, so we, we used to watch films and give them ratings, age ratings. Uh, oh, and oh, that's nice. And along there, it was a great job. Yeah. And along alongside me was Mark Dawson <laughs> and. He, at that time, was a failed novelist. He'd had a couple of books published about um, 10 years before and they hadn't done very well. So, he, you know, he was working as a lawyer. Then he worked at the BBFC with me. Then I, I left... I can relate so to that a lot. lot. That's, how we met. that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. So we, we worked together there. Didn't and I left, I left the organisation, started a video production company. And I was two years into that which was fun, but it was hard work and it wasn't particularly lucrative. You, just, you lost a lot of your money in expenses, uh, buying equipment <clears> and <throat> paying for everything and you chasing invoices. And it was very labor intensive. We, we filmed around the world, actually filmed around Europe and Africa. Uh, so it took a lot of time and effort to get all the filming done. And, and then you'd end up sitting in horrible corporate meetings with people shouting at you saying they didn't do what you wanted and all the rest of it so we were thinking oh. at that time is there a better way of doing business here is there something that's more scalable than us going and filming and at that time the phone rang and it was Mark Dawson and he said uh, since I you know since we work together I've discovered self-publishing and he said it's taken off like an absolute rocket and he said I've really mastered it and I think I'd like to do a course uh, to teach other authors. So I knew nothing. I wasn't an author. I had, funnily enough, I had written a book, but just sort of, you know, like most people, just stuck it in a drawer um, a few years before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he just, he contacted me because he thought we could do the video production side of it. And that's how that started. And then once we started doing it, we, we did Facebook ads for authors first. And then we did... Launchpad, which is the course that's open now. And whilst we we're doing Launchpad, he said to me, "Get that book out of your desk and finish it, and we'll use that as the example book through this course." So he encouraged me to start writing mm. again. Um, Amazing! And so if, if you yes. still, if you, if you do the Launchpad course now, you'll see an early iteration of my book uh, going through. It did take me a few more <laughs> years to actually finish it and get it published, but um, that's partly because of all the work involved in doing the course. Um, but yeah, um, so that's how we started that. And, you know, we've got quite a sort of collection of, of online courses now. And I think, I think I'm going to say this sounds immodest of me, but I think we are the best online resource in the world, pay, paid online resource. So yes, we do, you are. we have lots of free stuff. We do our podcasts like you guys do, but the paid courses are, are up here in terms of quality and information. I think, I think they're the best you can get. But I would yeah. say that. And changed my life, I, I, by the way. Yes, mine too. Seriously. Um, because you know, I, I did ads for authors and, um, I'm working with Facebook ads and I make an, it's, it's, it's not enough yet to quit my day job, but I'm getting there. It's, it's like right. a constant rise at the moment. And it's seriously, it's something uh, you have done something amazing there. So I cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah, it's awesome. No, me neither. That's great. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. And I've done a lot of courses, so, uh, you're right. It's, it's, it's on top. Absolutely. Because it's not just uh, the content you see in, 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 in YouTube videos. Because I, I've done courses for the same money, and they're just like I could have I could have 
gathered this by yeah. watching YouTube, you know, so... Um, yeah. And end, what the, I really like is that you expanded. I, I was just, sorry, I was just going to say, I think the, the, the competitors we look at and we think, yeah, that's good, are not in the book sphere. They're not authors. So they're people who do... Um, there's a woman called yeah. Amanda Porterfield, is that her name? Porterfield. And she does Facebook advertising for the general audience so it does it's not really specific to to books but we bought her course and looked at it, it was really well done it was three thousand dollars by the way but it taught facebook ads wow. for a general for a general audience people selling i don't know everything else but books but books are so different and the margin's so small that yes, we you know it's a very different way of teaching yes. so it didn't it didn't really work for us but but within the book sphere i think you're right um yeah hope, hopefully we are we're doing well um, and I'm funny enough. You say you say Freya that uh, you're you know you're discovering that I'm I'm exactly the same because I've started implementing Facebook ads on my own books and and the fact that I made a profit with book one was only down to the fact that I'd learnt all this stuff off Mark and sort of really you know got got mm, down to the nitty stuff and um, it wasn't a big profit but it was enough you know paid a couple of bills that year and and now you know hopefully this year I'm making nearly a thousand pounds a month which would be amazing for me with three books so. Um, as you say, so getting to the point, start. I, I won't be able to quit my job because this is my job. But you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but but it, seriously, I could reduce my hours at my day job. I'm 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 into law as well, so I very uh, relate, to, very much relate to Mark Dawson, <laughs> and yeah. um, and uh, and I was actually able to reduce my hours, and I'm actually thinking about taking the next step, so reducing even even more because the income is just rising, and it's it's something. Um, that I, a few years back, never thought possible. And it's, it's, it's a dream slowly coming true. So this is uh, something that you have basically accomplished there. So I just well, wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your work. <laughs> it's changing my life. And, and lots and lots of people, thousands of authors. And it's, that's the most exciting thing. Some would do our courses, some don't. But there's just such a rising tide of authors in the world at the moment who've who've thrown off the shackles of traditional publishing and and creating this new industry it's slightly ignored isn't it you know the the, the newspapers and magazines and the traditional yes. industry they don't really yes. seem to acknowledge it but it's a multi-billion dollar industry being run by people in their pajamas in the kitchen <laughs> i love just, that <laughs> just this morning i received a reply from from a blogger i i asked whether she would read my my book i have translated my first book into english and i asked uh, if, if she would read it and she was like no i don't read uh i i only read books from uh from from authors who are not self-published who are uh, who, wow. who are with the publishing house and i was like really yeah. because in germany you don't get that it's uh yeah. not not that often I, i've never got it here and no. um and when i first I, I could make a living from my first book uh, only because I built an author platform before, only mm. because I, I had my mailing list there and I, I, I've worked with bloggers and I had, I used Instagram back then, I, I still do, but it was really to connect with people and with readers and if I hadn't done this, um, if I had only relied on, on advertising or Facebook ads or something, I, I don't think that I would be where I'm right now. Mm. And we wouldn't have met. And no, we wouldn't and you, have met. You, you introduced me to all of this, actually. So Andrea <laughs> kind of introduced me to this whole world. And I didn't know existed. You know, it's something, like you said, it's something still mainly being ignored by yeah. 
magazines or TV productions. It's something that isn't talked about. So people actually assume when, when they, this is so funny, actually, the other day, a friend of mine picked up one of my books at my house and she was like, what publishing house are you with? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not with a publishing house. This yeah. is self-published. And she looked at me and was like, this looks so professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm oh like, of God. course it is because it is a professional book, but it's something that is not, you know, people are not yet as aware of, of the numbers even that are being made. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because it's all done individually by by individuals. There's no big five corporations and you can look at their stock listing, you can look at their turnover and, and estimate stuff. We can't really do it. Amazon yeah. have a good idea, but obviously they keep all those figures secret. Um, so how did you two meet? <laughs> we met at the Frankfurt Book Fair. I think it's we the actually largest met, book- No, we actually met on Instagram because I was, I, was, I, was, I was posting a video um, doing... <laughs> doing kicks uh taekwondo kicks and she uh replied and and, and commented and said well finally another author was doing taekwondo <laughs> oh okay and then and then was and then then we were at the same time at the at the frankfurt book fair and you were having a meet and greet with your fans mm-hmm. and i was on on desk duty and I saw her and I was I was just starting out. I had no idea about self-publishing at all. And But I saw her and I knew her from Instagram and I was starstruck. And, and I was like, I'm just going to go over there and talk to her. And then I contemplated this for about half an hour. And, and yes, and then I went over there and said hi. And you were so nice and friendly. And um, yeah, and ever that ever since that day we kind of hit it off you will listen to my audiobook and i read your first book uh, no not your first book i one of your books and ever since then we have started working together and yes. never stopped nice <laughs> and stuff like that and then a few months later we started talking english to, to each other uh, even yes. though we we both german and and, and and that's how this came up like how we got into this translation and and talking to english people and you, do, you, <laughs> yeah. do you both, you, you've started translating into English, Andrea, do you both translate into English or do you? Well, I'm, I'm uh, working on my translation right now. I think you are further along, Andrea. Um, I've, 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 I've um, translated my, my prequel, my, my short novel, and uh, in my debut novel, uh, which is just done and, and, and ready to be sent to bloggers and but but I but I only plan to to publish in October to have a lot of time beforehand to get a lot of to build my author's platform yeah yes that's very good because this is like one of the those main takeaways um, you have built a platform in one country it's not something that you can take away no. and talk you know no just take to another country. So you have to start over basically. And but which is good because everything you've learned and everything you've done wrong, you can just not do that. <laughs> yeah, yes. the time around. <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I have one last question. Do you think um, an author's platform is just as important for uh, traditionally published authors than it is for self published authors? I, th- I think increasingly so. And, uh, disappointingly for traditionally published authors who only get 8% of their covers, they are now expected to do a lot of the marketing. Um, Obviously, if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, when we think of traditionally published authors, it's really easy to only focus on JK Rowling and in in, in, um, Richard Osman here in the UK, these, these big authors who have the billboards and the average, but you know, the vast majority of traditional publishing authors are right down mid list and below that. And those companies expect, 
will look now, I think, even before signing a contract with a new author, they'll look at their rate, their following on social media, mm-hmm. the work they're doing with their, you know, have they built up an audience. So absolutely, it's just as important. I don't think it's as rewarding for you because, you know, you, you're giving up a lot of the royalty for the contract. Um, so unless you're there in that top bit that, that flies, which, by the way, if you are, Traditional publishing is 100% the right thing for you to do because we can't get our books easily into airports and and bookshops where they can suddenly become stratospheric around the world. But um, most of us probably aren't going to be like that. And so we can we can make a living doing this. Yeah. A very good living, by the way. It's not like you are, you know, no. at the bottom of the barrel. It's it's. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's amazing that you can actually make a very, very nice living of of writing of living your dream basically yeah. and this is something that i wasn't aware of starting out and being made aware of this is awesome it's something yes, very it very beautiful i've i've just been to the leipziger buchmesse and we have this um self-publisher what's the word for verband how do you say it? Uh, um <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's like the alliance it, it, like an alliance yeah. oh like yeah, a, so, you, yeah. like a union it, it, it's similar to the alliance of of yes, yes union that's yes. a good word a trade body, and yeah. um where, where the german self-published are sorry it's my front door <laughs> hopefully someone will be in and answer it yeah. <laughs> do you mind if i go and do that that's a nice i'll, I'll pop back no, in a second go ahead. Just, It was the postman. Sorry, he needed a signature. Oh. All done. Thank no you for that. Problem. You do you do edit this, don't you? Don't worry. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because um, I, I was just talking about my knee shaking, so this is something oh, okay. that should be edited out. <laughs> but it's funny. I, I like these things. Uh, so, um, so yeah, the, the self-publisher Verband, it's called here. So there are all the, a lot of self-publishers from Germany are in there. And they at, at each book fair they have their own booth and you can do a meet and greet there. That's how Freiheit I met. And in Leipzig, uh, I was there to say hello. No, it was another it was another booth. It doesn't matter. But I was there for a meet and greet at um, my distributor actually, and uh, there were two famous authors who are having a meet and greet, and they're both self publishers. And the one said it's just it was just for signing uh, books, and and they were she had. 300 uh, people who had told her in advance that they would come. So, yes, to get back to this, you can make a huge yeah. living from writing. Yeah, and actually, authors who sign, uh, someone's done some work on it. Two people have posted on Twitter recently, traditionally published authors, and they've basically said, I just want to let young authors know the reality of what it's like being an author. And they've posted their figures. So they've got like a £75,000, like a $100,000 advance. But 10 years later, they worked out they'd made £7,000 a year for as an author because of the way the fees are structured and how long it takes to pay each bit when they deliver the books. Um, and so they're saying, you know, don't think you're going to get rich as an author. Of course, everybody posted underneath, well, why didn't you self-publish? You're an idiot, you know, <laughs> for this. And she goes, well, I don't want to self-publish. <laughs> So, um, but it's amazing to me that somebody has a fifty thousand pound advance, makes seven thousand pounds yes. a year. Well, I'm, I make more than that now. Um, so those advances, yes. I think the advances are a bit of a trap 
and they make it look like you're going to get a really amazing, oh, I've made it now, I've got £50,000, where you don't see that money for a while. And if you spread it over the period of time that mm-hmm. lasts for, it doesn't work out to be very much. Yes. And you have all these uh, restrictions. You cannot publish with another uh, publishing house or self-publish quite often or within the next year or stuff. And they won't publish your, uh, more than one book a year f- for you. So yeah. quite often. And you lose creative control. <clears throat> This is something yeah. I, I've published with a traditional publishing house before when I was really young. And the thing that really bugged me about this is that you give up creative control. So I had no say in the cover. I didn't even have a say in certain characters' names, which really, really sucked. Yeah. And um, this is something that is um, it's very restrictive. And as a self-published author, you have all this creative space, basically, to play with, even when it comes to the supporting material, like short stories or other giveaways that you can. You, can, you have this whole thing this whole playground where you can put your creative yeah. energy in which is yeah and awesome. that, that for me that's the most important thing isn't it that control that's that's more than anything else it's because it's, it's funny some people say they they don't want to be bothered with all the all the other stuff that goes they just want to write and for me just writing is not, not the fun bit i actually really enjoy all the marketing stuff i enjoy creating that ecosystem mm-hmm. and and stuff and yeah so yeah. i completely agree I would be so bored if it was only writing, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I think we've reached uh, at the end of this, but I always, or we always, no, I always have uh, two questions in the end. And the first is, which change do you uh, wish for in, in the book industry, in the book market, in the book world? Um, hmm, that's a good question, isn't it? I think the change I'd like is for bookshops to be able to, for us, for indie authors to have better access to the physical book sales. I think it's still difficult, and I know it's not an easy problem to solve, but there's so few physical books really get prominence in bookshops, and that doesn't do a service to readers. The readers who only go into bookshops are missing out on this whole world of indie authors. So I think a more a more intelligent bookshop that maybe just has little screens that show you all the other books that you could buy. So I'd like to see better access indie authors to bookshops, I think. Yeah, it's really important. But I think yeah. we, we may be getting there. Yeah. Um, and the second question is, um, which book is really high on your to be read uh, pile and why haven't you started reading it yet? Oh, that's a good <laughs> question. I've got so many books on my to be read pile. Um, and why yes, haven't I started reading? Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm always reading, and I read a lot of non-fiction as well, which sort of gets in the way. I love non-fiction. I read military stuff, you know, mm-hmm. all the time, um, and it gets in the way of me reading novels. I'm reading a James Patterson at the moment purely because that's the kind of area that I'm writing in, and I want, need to sort of refamiliarize myself with it. Um, I'd have to look at my Kindle. I know there's a note, there's a note of titles on my Kindle shouting at me saying, when are you going to read me? But I can't really, <laughs> can't really recall them at the moment. What have I got there? I've never read, I've never read a Lee Child book. And mm. I suppose I should because it's like, yes, it's like the, the touchstone <laughs> for, for the area. I don't quite write Lee Child books, but it's, there's a crossover with my audience. So I suppose I should read a Lee Child book. And there are a couple on my Kindle that I've bought. So I'll read that one. But I've never got around to reading them. 
I enjoyed the films. And I'm, 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 I'm unusual that I like Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher, and no one, if you, if you post anything about that, the internet attacks you because he wasn't tall enough. But... <laughs> I like Tom Cruise as an actor. Yeah. Um, so, so why haven't you read? Uh, you, you um, don't, you don't I don't know Cruise? if I ever will. Now I sort of feel maybe the moments passed, especially as I have met Lee Child. Actually, we met him in New York, and he's a nice guy, but he doesn't even write the books now. A bit like James Patterson, um, you know. I think it's Lee Child's brother now writes the books. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the moments passed. It's a bit like I didn't watch The Sopranos. Everyone else watched The Sopranos, I've, and I don't think I'll start now. The moment's gone. I miss it too. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Everyone was talking about it, and I missed it too, so I can relate. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too late now. Because it's not fun if not everyone is talking about it, yeah. right? So you have to be, you know, in the moment. Yeah, I'll read the next one. Um, I, I need to keep reading fiction. I mean, I'll tell you what's happened recently. I, so I'm, I've moved to spy espionage. Uh, like I say, same characters and stuff. But so I thought I'd read John Le Carre was one of my favourite authors as a sort of young man reading those books. And John Le Carre's famous British spy author, Tinker Taylor, soldier spy, lots of Cold War stuff. So I, I, I'd read most of his books, but one I hadn't read is called A Perfect Spy. And it's actually, if you look on Wikipedia, it's the one that's lauded as being his best book. So I started reading it and I actually got bored. You know, maybe it's dated a bit, but it's also very, it's very flowery and uh, uh, poetic rather than prosaic. And I thought this isn't really helping me because if I tried to write this today, editors would throw it out. It's full of info dumps and stuff. So that's why I started reading this James Patterson. So I thought a brand new James Patterson, not written by him, you know, written by somebody else off the shelf. And the difference is so incredible. Weird. The difference is incredible. So this James Patterson, the, the reading age is much lower. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's absolute crystal clear. You don't, it, with, the, with the John Le Carre book, every time I opened it, I had to really work hard to remember where we were with no. the story, what had happened. With the James Patterson, you can't miss what's happened. I mean, big, big things happen. And they move one to another. And I think... I think reading the James Patterson is going to be much better for my writing now than John Le Carre from 1985. Um, but so I, was, I thought that was quite interesting. But... Now are you reading with me <laughs> for that book? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but this is something I I, I actually can really re relate to as well. I always, when I write something, I re I, or I read or basically listen to audiobooks of the same genre because it's something you pick up you know things that you're like oh that's nicely done i can do that too or it just gets you in the right mood for writing your own book yeah the mood yeah. that that's it right and and whenever i'm recording my audiobooks i i listen to a lot of audiobooks from my favorite narrator uh because um i like how she talks and then i i feel like yeah. okay and i'm not copying her but i i just get into this narrating thing yeah nice <laughs> So, um, we'll meet next week. No, not next week. The week. Uh, no, next yeah. week, right? A few. Well, ju no, ju June the twentieth. Oh, you talking? You talking about? Um... No. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not. Uh, we, we we'll be in your show next week. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, sorry. You'll be on our show. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interviewing. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about our conference, which is in, on June the 20th. Are you going to come no, to that? No, unfortunately not. Uh, 
No, unfortunately, we've been to the London but Book Fair this year. Yeah. Yes. But we plan on... Are you going to do this next year? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. We sort of make a decision afterwards. It's always at this stage, it's like, you know, right in front of it. It's been a lot of organisation and we're slightly stressed about it. But so mm -hmm. uh, I'm not thinking yeah, about next year yet, but the, the answer will probably be yes. But yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, Amazon, you saw you met Amazon, probably Darren and, and team at, at London Book Fair, but they much prefer our conference because it's, it's, a, it's a full of indie authors. It's a very indie-focused event. So, yeah, they prefer it. So, yeah, well, you come to a Carter conference next year. Yeah, next plan year, on doing that. London Book Fair, but your conference. Yes, that's the plan. So, thank you so, 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 so much for being here for sharing all this knowledge and wisdom with us. And for inspiring us. I feel yes. really inspired and motivated, actually. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. Enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, all the best for you. And, yeah. <laughs> thank See you. you soon, I guess. See yeah. you soon, yes. <laughs> thank you for having me. So, what do you say? What did you learn? Comment below and tell us. Leave us a note, a message, whatever. Just tell us if you have any follow-up questions. We will be happy to answer if we can. And mm -hmm. um, if you like it, please give us a thumbs up. And if you have an, if you have a recommendation for another author or another person from the book board, maybe you, then just tell us and maybe you'll see him or her or me with us in the future we love so, that we will be happy to meet you and or to meet to whoever you want to recommend uh, so please let us know and see you again very soon and always remember you're amazing and you deserve to follow your dreams so take the first step now or the second because this video might be the first one and build your own platform seriously that's so 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 important Maybe you start with the cops. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks Bye -bye. for watching. See you soon. See you soon. Hi, I'm Andrea and this is Freya. And in these videos, we take you with us into the world between our words.